Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. All right, Katie, maybe a teachable moment here for Abby during Black History Month? Yes. Um, welcome to Black History Month, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for having Woo! us. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you are here. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> well, so recently, Abby and I, we don't really have one-on-ones often at all. So we went to the place that everyone gathers now. Oh, freaking Blue Moon. It's going to be the death of this show. <laughs> we took a trip to the moon. <laughs> we did. And so while we were there, we were able to actually have a one-on-one conversation. And I really enjoyed it. And Abby called me off guard because she asked me, what are you going to do for Black History Month? Like, how do you plan on celebrating Black History Month? You're like, I'm black. That's enough. <laughs> That is. Uh, she, she lifts her wine glass. She's like, I'm black. We're celebrating. That, that is the gift. Yeah. So what? I, let me ask you a sidebar question here because I think it's an interesting Caucasian question. Are there parties thrown and stuff? Uh, not in my experiences, honestly. <laughs> no, nah, I've, okay. I've never been to a Black History party in my life. All right, so you guys don't give you exchange presents or anything. No, nah, there's, like, there's like no way for us to be extra black. Like it's just, kind of, <laughs> it just kind of is what it is. Now I have been to a Juneteenth party though. Really? Yeah. I have not been invited to one. Last year I was invited to one. It was lit. And you didn't invite me? Oh. You're probably out of town. <laughs> she can't invite you to right. somebody else's party. <laughs> if, it's, if it's for black people, <laughs> you should get an automatic entry. Okay, that is a valid point. <laughs> All right, so that question already had freaked me out. And I was like, I don't know. I guess support more black-owned businesses? Um, I don't know. Like, what else do I do? And I'm mm-hmm. like, how do I answer this? Is Abby not going to think I'm black enough if I don't to answer this question? Like, I'm having this little internal dialogue. You think I, the girl wearing a Taylor Swift sweatshirt, is the authority on how black you can be? <laughs> I didn't know, because at that moment I was like, man, she, she probably knows how she would celebrate Black History Month. Like, I'm just going through all this. You thought you were being tested. Yeah, I thought I was being tested. So then, you know, I was like, let me ask her a question, right? Uh-huh. Now, do you all want to give your answers to this question before I tell you how she answered the question that I'm about to tell you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I just hit her with, boom, what goes in macaroni and cheese? What goes in macaroni and cheese? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So. Can Bert answer before Christmas? Yeah, sure. Yes. Go, go. Yeah, go uh, macaroni and then the powdered cheese that Kraft provides. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Somehow that was still a better answer than Abby's. Right. <laughs> Who's next? All right. That, that answer got me through college. Oh, okay. So for my mac and cheese, what I would do is you obviously you boil the macaroni, so you have your noodles, and then you have butter, you have salt, you have pepper, you have um, milk, and your cheeses. 
if you're doing like a real authentic one, you're going to have to do a roux. So with mm-hmm. your flour and your butter, so you can make like that thick sauce and then you put all your cheeses in there and your seasonings in there. And then you dump your, your macaroni in there. I prefer a baked macaroni and cheese. So mm-hmm. then you're going to put it in a pan. You're going to cover it with some shredded cheese. You're going to pop that puppy in the oven, bake it up. So it has a nice little crust and it's ooey gooey good. That is a great answer. That was, sure that is. It was a long answer. Awesome. answer. I do all that, the, the roux for sure in the sauce. I add bacon and smoke paprika to mine, which I'm not sure how that's taken, but it gives it this nice Mm. smoky flavor. That sounds good. Sounds good. What was Abby's answer and what is the real answer? (laughs) Without hesitation, she said nutmeg. (laughs) What? Nutmeg is a vital spice in any bechamel sauce. Any Food Network kid knows this. It's not a bechamel, though. It's mac and cheese. That's the difference. A bechamel sauce goes in macaroni and cheese. What the hell is a bechamel? No, so Ina Garden actually has a really good mac and cheese it's got like four different types of cheeses in there and I believe there's a little hit of nutmeg and it actually does bring out the flavor of the cheese. And I would like for it to be on the record that paprika was my second answer. Yeah, it was. That was. But I was disgusted. And so... (laughs) Now I want to challenge Abby and I want to teach you how to make real macaroni and cheese. Okay. <gasps> Hang on. Before we get to that part, though, I think there's another layer to this. I think you should both make, because Katie, you're famous for your mac and cheese. Like, mm-hmm. it is world-renowned. Mm-hmm. I think you should both make mac and cheeses, not tell us who made what, and we do a blind taste test. Ooh. I just don't think this is the month to have a competition between <laughs> yeah. white and black people. Let's, let's not. Let's not. <laughs> March 1st. March 1st is a great time. March 1st. Right. Let's set it up. No. Katie's like, I want to play. Because guess what? I always win. And the month of February, I always get the W. That's a fact. The Bird Show. All right. So Caitlin here needs some help or needed some help because we've already done this for her. But we're getting more and more of these now where somebody gets blocked and they have no idea why. And you can't reach out to the person and find out why because they've blocked you. So you come to us. We do the dirty work because they'll take our calls. They'll take our texts. They'll take our emails. And then we find out exactly why you got blocked. And Caitlin really needed some answers. Hey, Caitlin. Hey. Hi. Okay. So what, what situation we got going on here? Okay, so my best friend, Eva, she she won't speak to me, and it's it's not really my fault, um, but it might be a little bit my fault, um, and I just I just want to talk to her. Uh, so okay, all right, she and her boyfriend are on a break, uh, and I guess they wanted to get back together, but I didn't know that, uh, and I'm friends with both of them. So they're on a break and he calls me and he's having a hard time with the breakup and he's really sad. So I'm like, you know, I'm like a good sympathetic friend to lean on. I'm listening to him. Uh, And then like, you know, I even like told her about it and it didn't seem like she really cared. So it didn't seem like she wanted to get back together. It didn't seem like she cared what he was going through. So I was like, okay, chill. Um, So when we were hanging out one night, me and him and you know, we're drinking, we're hanging out, we're having a good time. He's a little sad. Uh, uh, and then he kissed me. Um, and I probably should have pushed him away. Um, but like, you know, like I was drunk and I'm like not, and he's so sad. And I'm like, I don't want to like make it worse for him. I don't want him to feel awkward. Um, 
so he kissed he kissed me. Um, but we were out, and so my roommate saw, and now my roommate told Eva, and now like Eva won't talk to me at all. Like she won't speak to me. She blocked me on everything. She blocked me on Venmo. Like I can't reach out to her in any way. And I just want to explain that like it's. Like, I think if I could explain, like, she would understand that it's not my fault. Uh, mm. But I just, need you, I just need you to, like, reach out for me. Uh, and, like, if you could just explain, like, what happened. And, like, like, I've told him that, like, kissing me was a mistake and, like, we're no longer hanging out. I just, like, I just, I just can't get in contact with her. She, like, won't hear from me. All right. Well, the good news is we've already reached out to her. Tommy has reached out to her, and we're going to have some answers for you here in a couple of minutes. But let's go through some things here. All right. So all of this is going through your head really, really quickly. Like, yes, he's kissing me, but you're you're receiving it, but you're not like getting aggressive back, and you're thinking he's in such a bad place right now. So let me, I'll let him do this, and then I'll confess to my friend. Yeah. Well, I'm like I like they're both my friends, so I like I don't want to like. I don't want to like embarrass him, uh, but like, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't tell her immediately before she had like blocked me. Caitlin, did anything happen before this incident? Like, did you ever have like a flirtation with this guy? Did you pick up on any signs that he might be into you that maybe Eva had noticed? Um, I don't think so. Like, I I really am closer friends with Eva. Um, but also, like, Eva's really pretty. And so her boyfriend is, like, really – he is really hot. Um, so it's also, like, you know, like, we're drunk and it's – but it's, like, still – it's, like, not my fault. Like, he kissed me. I, I think um... – I, I all you can do is ask for her to forgive you. But if I'm being honest, I don't see a world where she wouldn't feel like it's your fault a lot because of the fact that I mean there were drink there was drinking involved and and I get that it happened quickly, but I think you might have had a little bit of saving grace if the information came from you. But I think because she had to find out from someone else, it, it, I just don't see where she would feel like you didn't have fault in this. I get that you feel this is like unfair punishment, like you're being punished for his actions when he was the one who kissed you. But you also have to remember, as the roommate that saw all this go down, you didn't push him away. Mm-hmm. Like you, you reciprocated the kiss. And I know you were drunk and you were caught off guard. And in the moment, you have a million things going through your head. And if you're a people pleaser, you don't want to. He's a friend of yours, and I, I get what you're saying. You don't want to make him feel bad. And you're trying to like salvage the situation, um, and this get, get this gets back to her. You're just gonna have to ride this out. I think I, I know you want to rectify it and rectify it now, but sometimes things just need time. Well, you might not have to because our studio director Tommy reached out to her. Yep. And with any luck at all, the response he gets back is like, "Okay, thank you so much. Now I understand." Let me just say this: something happened yesterday that has never happened to me before. In one of these interactions. Okay. That's a mystery for all of us. Uh, Caitlin, give us a couple of minutes. When we come back, Tommy will tell you exactly what she said, okay? Thank you. All right, bye-bye. The Bird Show. Warning. Warning. Valentine's Day is coming. There are... Seven! Days before Valentine's Day. You have been warned. 
All right, let's get back to Caitlin here. She needs answers. She's so clueless right now on exactly how she can apologize yet again to her friend that she has done wrong. If you missed this a couple of minutes ago, uh, Caitlin, just to sort of recap it here, you found yourself in a very uncomfortable situation with a friend's ex-boyfriend or boyfriend at the time. Well, they were on a break. Okay. That's just the pace lap for a breakup. <laughs> they were on a break, but unbeknownst to her, the two were going to try to work it out and get back together. Right. So the two of you guys are having a good time and drinking and take it from there? Uh, like what else is happening? Yeah. Just to recap. Yeah, so we were... Yeah, we'll take care of it. Hold on a second. We'll take care of it. Kristen, go ahead. Yeah, so she was um, her friend, she calls best friend, broke up with her boyfriend, and she's friends with with her ex-best friend, and she's also friends with the boyfriend. And she and the boyfriend were out having drinks, and he leaned in, and he planted one on her. He kissed her, and somebody at the bar saw, and they got to Eva before she could to tell her, hey, your best friend was just kissing your, you know, estranged boyfriend. And needless to say, Eva blocked her on everything, and she hasn't been able to, like, to explain and to properly apologize and she feels like she's getting punished for his bad behavior because he was the one who kissed her. Granted, she didn't push him away when she should have, but in the moment, she was panicked, and she just wants to try to make it right. So, um, Caitlin here wanted our studio director, Tommy, or us, to try to reach out to the friend and go, okay, I'm sorry, apologize, can we be friends again? Um, because she can't do it because she's been blocked. So, Tommy, you want to take it from here? She had blocked her on Venmo. You know it's serious. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, won't even take, I won't even take your money. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a lot. It does. And I mentioned before the break that something happened yesterday that has never happened to me when I'm kind of interacting with these people. Uh, this is a first. So I reached out to Eva uh, via text, did not get a response. So I went on to the gram and messaged her on Instagram. And I said, Eva, my name's Tommy Owen. I work with the Bird Show. How are you? She goes, I know who you are. Uh-oh. How are you? Or she could have said, I know who you are. How are you? Yeah, that's how it went. True. <laughs> no, knowing what I know, the, the way I said it is the way she meant it. Okay. Uh, I said, I'm good. Someone had reached out to us about getting in touch with you. She said you have them blocked but needs to tell you something. And Eva said, well, the only person I've blocked is Caitlin. And unless it's a life or death emergency, I don't want to hear anything. At hey, this point, you mm. should have said it's a it's a life and death situation. You can't lie. Sure you can. Why not? I don't know. You just <laughs> what, there are no rules, Kristen. Yeah. Apparently not. So I did take Bert's advice, and I said, "Well, it is a life or death situation." She was just I, in an I accident. Did. I did not. <laughs> I, she I, fell into your ex boyfriend's lips. I said, "Correct. It was Caitlin." So she just really wants to apologize and explain. And Eva said, I don't want her apology, and I don't want her to explain. Now, Caitlin, we kind of saw this coming, right? Uh, Well, I mean, I think if she just listened. I know. if 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 I could just say it, then, like, she could get over it and we could be friends again. Yeah. 
That's probably easier said than done. Anyway, continue on, Tommy. All right, so Eva said, I don't want her apology. I don't want her to explain. And I said, okay, I understand. You don't have to accept her apology, but she wants you to know that she didn't mean to hurt you. Tommy, Eva said she didn't want any of this. <laughs> Literally. Literally said. In those words. I don't want her to explain. <laughs> Seconds before you started I'm, writing. I'm trying to <laughs> calm her down. I said, he was the one that kissed her. She didn't want to know that, man. <laughs> and on top of that. She doesn't care. <laughs> they had been drinking. Really still doesn't care. And she wasn't thinking clearly. No, oh, that makes it okay. Irrelevant. And then Eva said, I told you <laughs> that I didn't want to hear anything. Have a good night. And first time ever, I got blocked. You've been blocked. Oh, wow. Oh. Congratulations. Yep. All right, you've been blocked. Um, so this is a pretty easy one here. She don't care. Uh, the offense for her was so bad and so deep. She doesn't care what the excuse was. She doesn't care if you froze in the moment. This is over for her. And only she may come around with time, but I would not count on that. All right. So I know Tommy is blocked, but is anybody willing to fall on the sword of potentially being blocked themselves and sending Eva the link to this? She podcast? doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> um, I I don't care about risk being blocked. I just don't care enough. Okay. Says <laughs> <laughs> Bert. Says um, Bert's show. I mean, she clearly said, yeah. but she, you know, she doesn't care. She's not going to listen to it. She has already heard what uh, Caitlin's side of the whole thing is. So honestly, like sending the link out to her, she's not going to listen to it. It's just a waste of time. I don't Kay got that kind of time. You don't got that kind of time. Caitlin, I mean, the only thing you can really do at this point is just sit back and try to give it some time. And maybe time will like lessen the anger to where you are able to have a conversation with her. Uh, but I just... No. Nope. I know. Okay. Right now it's not about what you want. It's what it's it's about what Eva wants. Okay. I know. It's a right. I know. Mm. Sorry about that, Caitlin. Okay, bye bye. <laughs> I feel like, like, we were, were we in a delay, a delay or something? Like no, she was just was left she, speechless. Was she in Djibouti? Like, I mean. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> she was in somebody's booty. <laughs> the Bird Show. We have heard our fair share of accidental text stories on this show. Like, if you're sending a nude to your boyfriend and he accidentally might have a name that's close to your dad's and you end up sending your dad the nude, that's bad. That's pretty damn embarrassing. You send it to Barry instead of Barbara? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had somebody sent, accidentally sent a video to their grandparents. Uh, that was very intimate. That was bad, too. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a different level also. I've started speaking to this girl. Absolute stunner and way out of my league. Organized to go for a meal at this posh restaurant in town. Things were going unbelievable. And after the main course, I excused myself and went to the toilet. I did the longest, fattest... It looked like it should have been locked in the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, wow. Naturally, I took a photo to send into the lads' group chat. Oh, no. I clicked send and then went pale <laughs> as I realised I'd sent a photo of my monstrous jobby <laughs> to the girl who was waiting for me back at the table. <laughs> I panicked, flushed away the evidence and bolted out of the restaurant, no. leaving my coat and for her to pay the bill. Oh, no! 
Wilkerson's boxer. <laughs> he oh blocks her, she gets the bill, and she gets the picture all in one meal. Wow. 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 <laughs> I would have stayed in there for so long. First of all, there's so much to unpack here. People, people he did unpack do, it all. People do that? I've never heard of that in my life. Like with your dues, I guess, I, I have heard of some women actually doing this with their men and vice versa. Okay. I am not, I cannot tell a lie. I have never done this, but I would be lying if I said it has never crossed my mind. Because there are some that are just so magnificent that you're just like, wow, I can't believe that came out of me. I feel like somebody else needs to see this. But the thought has occurred. I've never acted on it, nor are there any pictures of my dookie on my phone. See, here, this is really a very defining line right here, okay? Because... This takes you out of being lovers and just friends. There is nothing sexy about that at all. Oh. And I don't care about the argument that, well, if you could do that with your significant no. other, then you're truly comfortable with them. So you really should. There has to be some kind of sexy yeah. left, left in your relationship. My husband would be so livid at me if I did that. <laughs> like that would be, he, he would be, he would be so mad. I would never hear the end of it. What, well, you, what you got over there? I can see it. I, I don't send the pictures, but do you ever describe it? No. I mean, what? no, no, not like consistency, yeah. but I'll be like, oh, my forearm just came out my butt. <laughs> I'll be like, that was a two pounder for sure. Yes. <laughs> you can brag on it. Come on. <laughs> Mo, Mo is horrified. What is going on in here? Yeah, I, I really do this. I want to assure you, this and is not a white person thing. No. Are you sure? Okay, this yeah. is a I'm not gross, sure about that. This is a gross person thing. I think it's thing. a married okay. person thing. Well, I don't think it's a married person thing. I think it's an us oh, yeah. married person thing. But I do it because there's some buttons that, you're, that I just enjoy pushing, and that is one of them on my husband is like grossing him out. And he's just like, stop. And I'm like, no, man. And he's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I just love pissing you off. <laughs> this is the foundation of a very healthy marriage right here. No, absolutely not. All right, while we're on this subject, let's talk about your epiphany. I did have an epiphany. <laughs> All right, so I it where it happened, try to ignore where it happened because this was sincerely, like, sincerely and seriously a game changer for me and proof that, like, all my therapy has worked. Um, and I'm actually, like, on a break from my therapist. Like, the last session was so good. We agreed that, hey, whenever I need you, I'll call you up and I'll come in, right? What a great feeling it is. It really is. honestly I mean, is. Have you given yourself just a second to enjoy it? That's an accomplishment right there. For sure. Absolutely. So what had happened was I thought I was going in for a number one, but it turned into a number two. Surprise. So there I am sitting on the turlet <laughs> and I don't have my phone. Uh, stop I, for a second. What? Stop for one second. How do you not know that you are tempted <laughs> to have a number two and it surprises you? I don't know. Sometimes it just happens because I have my little squatty potty. So sometimes when I put my feet up, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're going to slide out. <laughs> okay. All I, right. I generally Healthy, know one yeah. from the other very well. No. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know what's ahead of me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just, I felt, and I was like, oh, mm, mm, all right. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> we're all here. Yeah. Let's get it over with. So I'm sitting there, and, like, we have a water closet that's separate from, like, you know, tub and shower and all that stuff. So I can't, I don't have any, like, shampoo bottles I can read the backs of or anything like that. I have, like, nothing to read. You don't bring your phone in there? I No, I was doing a number one, remember? So I didn't uh, grab my phone for the number one, which is why normally I would just be sitting there doing 
wordscapes and Got word it. problems, so, but I didn't have it. I'm so, usually sharing reels at that time. Yes. <laughs> if you get a reel from me, it's probably because I'm on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there with nothing but my thoughts, right? So I'm just sitting there. And then I, I started to get overwhelmed with everything on my to-do list because I started going through my head and my to-do list and what I wanted to accomplish for like that day and the next day, et cetera. And it's very apparent currently I have overcommitted myself yet again. I have some, I have multiple big projects and events that I am working on and all of them are philanthropic in nature. And there's a reason why I include that which I do think is super important that you give back. I feel like um, your, your your rent on earth is what you give back to others. Like you should you should be altruistic and, and philanthropic, Heck but yeah. but not to the detriment of yourself. And this has been There's a balance. This has been a long challenge for you, also. It has been just spreading yourself way too thin. Which is why this like revelation was so huge because I have been dealing with this like like forever. So as I am sitting there, literally. Wondering, why do I do this to myself? Like, why do I overcommit? Why do I spread myself, you know, so thin? So this has become meditative time now because you don't have a phone in hand. No. You're not reading anything. So you're just there with your thoughts. Yeah, because this is, I, I can't fault anybody but myself. This is self-imposed anxiety, self-imposed stress. And that's when something dawned on me. Because I want to get, I like to get to the why now, and that's courtesy of years of therapy. Okay, you're feeling this feeling, but why are you feeling this <laughs> feeling? Or why are you doing this? And I have a person in my past that made me feel inadequate in one certain area of my life. And I just, I never felt like I was good enough for them. My mistakes were never forgiven. Rather, they were thrown in my face. Then they would be held as grudges. Like, I bent backwards for this person's approval, and I always seemed to fail. I am... Right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and I now realize, I now realize that like that had absolutely nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with that person, but some damage was done. And now it's up to me to rectify and change my behaviors and my reactions. And it made me realize that today I overextend myself in order to prove my worth. Wow. Not, okay. not to others, but to myself mm -hmm. that I am, I'm good, I'm good enough and I'm worthy. And it's like to prove that I am, I'm a good person with a good heart and I, I have good intentions because this person made me feel otherwise. So, I, I mean, all of that, just sitting there on the toilet. <laughs> and so it made me realize, like, I really do need to take a step back and reevaluate sincerely and seriously because I've never gotten to, like, this depth before. And I got to stop trying to prove to myself that I'm a decent person that's just trying her best. I'm going to falter along the way, and that's okay. And if other people don't see that, that's on them. It's not on me to prove to them that, no, this is, this is... Mm -hmm. This is what I want you to believe. And I just, I got, I got to let that stuff go and just be comfortable and confident in my own skin and with what I'm doing with my life. Wow. You really let it all out on that toilet. Oh man. It was, it was a double flusher. <laughs> the Bird Show. All you bitches get back in the kitchen for the Bird Show, the great Bird Show Bake Off part Duh. And this one's going to be a Super Bowl edition. All right. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to make 
something that we would bring to a tailgate party. It doesn't have to be something like sweet. It doesn't have to be a baked good. It can be anything because they do savory stuff on the Great British Baking Show all the time. Okay, so any kind of appetizer, appetizer, or d'oeuvre, whatever that you would bring to a Super Bowl party is what we're bringing in tomorrow. Was that on purpose? What? I think you caught it too. I didn't. Appetizer? Yeah, that's, that's a real thing. That's what they call them at Applebee's. Appetizer. Oh, okay, so it's an appetizer. That's an appetizer. Okay, yeah. I thought yeah. it was like a pre-appetizer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's called. Don't you no. want to learn about cooking? <laughs> there is one. There is something that's called an amouge bouche. An amouge bouche. Yes, that is something you get before your appetizer. Seriously? <laughs> what? It means it makes your mouth happy. Yeah, it's like Bouches a little mouth. It's like one little bite. It's an amouge bouche. Oh, I've had those. Those are such a ripoff when well, you're at a restaurant. Oh, like an usually yeah, they're just free. a one offer. Yeah, that's still rip off. <laughs> like, give me Try. something that's. Gonna te- at least take three chews. No, one chews. An amuse bouche is a one bite, one singular bite that's going to kind of enlighten you to the culinary experience and journey you're about to go on. Uh, that's a mouche bouche it. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> that was I, I had to have the pause in there. Or we would have got in trouble. Um, <laughs> all right, so we actually have Top Chef contestant Kevin Gillespie, who was also recognized by Michelin, coming in studio to be our judge. What do tires have to do with food? <laughs> I'm not even going to go into it. If you don't understand. I thought it was a fair question. No. <laughs> anyway. Kevin Gillespie, Chef Kevin Gillespie is coming in, and he's going to be the judge. Not two randos from the Burt Show. <laughs> I told y'all I wasn't the muffin man. <laughs> One of our judges in the taste testing competition had tongue cancer at the time, so I don't think that was fair either. Probably not. I, I wasn't mean, going to bring that up. She still had her tongue. At, she still had her tongue at that point. Maybe it was the gray muffin she ate. <laughs> maybe oh, my you, muffins don't give you cancer. Maybe don't you gave spread her the, that yeah, fake news. Could be. Maybe you gave her the cancer. I did not. <laughs> How do we know? How do we know? Kristen's great know? cancer muffins. Yeah. We can't say I did, but we also can't say I didn't. <laughs> Anyways, they have the power to give life and take it away. <laughs> so, Chef, after hearing this, Kevin Gillespie probably doesn't even want yeah. to come into this show tomorrow. Well, nobody wants to be the judge if you're cooking. If that's, <laughs> if that's what's at stake. So, anyway, the rules is pretty much is there's not. There's not any rules. Just bring something you would bring to like a tailgate party, a Super Bowl party that you would want your guests to enjoy while watching the big game. Does nachos and cheese count? Yes, that's fine. Really? Yes. But you oh. have to make homemade not nacho cheese? Yeah. Oh, it has to be homemade. Uh-huh. No, I mean. <laughs> He's going to go to like Taco Bell on the way in. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can do that. I'm gu- I'm, I'm going to guarantee you Kev is going to realize whether or not it's it's homemade. This And this is coming from the man. Burr scraped out the inside of a Hot Pocket one year and submitted that. And it actually beat somebody. Yeah, it didn't lose. Yes. It didn't lose. Yeah. Somebody got all crafty with a blender in my Hot Pocket beetle. She made like this fancy casserole, which you could tell she spent hours on this thing. He runs oh, to the right. break room. That's hilarious. Literally right before the break, heats up a Hot Pocket, scrapes out the inside, and submitted that. And it came in second. This is no lie. The person that it beat never did another competition. She refused to do a competition after that. Did you tell on yourself or you got outed? 
no, I, I told her straight up. Oh, yeah. you, oh, you were honest. I was okay, proud okay. of it. Okay. After everything was said and done, and she's like, the innards of a Hot Pocket beat my casserole. Are you kidding me? Has she had a Hot Pocket? They are delicious. <laughs> so listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life. You can put in as much or as little effort as you want to. I don't care. Just submit something, and Kevin Gillespie will decide who the winner is. So it's just pride on the line again? I mean, because I feel like this is really just a redemption competition for you. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't need redemption. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with fun things for us to do. So the stakes for us. There's no pressure for the rest of us. The only person that has pressure in here really is you. If I come in last again. <laughs> so true. If I come in last again, I will never do another one of these competitions. Is that a threat or a promise? Yeah, a, promise. Right. a promise. A promise. If I come in last, we will right. never, ever, ever do another cooking competition on this show. Great, you cheat all the time anyway. Why do you care? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Have you ever made anything for a cooking competition? I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the stakes are, yes. if you come in last, yes. you never, ever, ever suggest a cooking competition ever again. On top of that, to up the ante, even though it has nothing to do with this, I will never try to be a matchmaker again either. Wow. Okay. Not only will I step away from the cooking competitions, I will step away from the game of love. Okay. And I will never try to match up anybody ever again. Okay. There's a lot on the line here. There is a lot on the line here. Okay. Get it. The Bird Show. Um, our so uh, social media producer, Rebecca just sent us the most incredible video. For those of you that may not be aware, social media producer Rebecca was diagnosed with cancer a couple of months ago. She has tongue cancer. Right she, after she tasted Kristen's food. That was not after the gray muffin. We already brought this up. It, anyway, <laughs> unrelated. Those two were unrelated. So she has been undergoing, she had surgery to remove the mass on her tongue. She's been undergoing chemo. She's been undergoing radiation. So she was done with chemo and then she had one final step and that was to complete radiation. And she just sent us a video of her walking down the hallway to ring the bell signifying the end of her treatment. And there she is, just like a puddle of tears falling into her mom's arms and Aww. falling into her. I mean, it was, it is just like the sweetest. We are so, so incredibly proud of you. I'm guessing if you're a doctor or you're a nurse that is working with a patient like Rebecca, you are so relieved because she's handled this whole process with such amazing humor and amazing grace that... I personally think that has sometimes a lot to do with feeling better. It's a lot of it has to do with attitude. And for somebody to go through this whole thing with the humor that she has, the vulnerability, the willingness to share what she's gone through also has really been inspiring. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> and I, I just texted her that the other day, too. Like, just her attitude through it all. I really do believe that that is, like you said, a part of how you handle things is everything. And she has been truly inspirational throughout this entire process. Yeah, if you don't follow Rebecca on Twitter, I mean, we're not joking. She's absolutely hysterical. But I think it's a testament to how she's been coping through what I think would break a lot of people has really just brought out some of the parts that we love most about her. And I know she's going to get through the rest of this uh, process. And I mean, to be diagnosed with cancer or at any age is just heartbreaking. But I mean, in her 20s to get a diagnosis like this mm -hmm. um, and just to, to just really proud of her. Me too. 
And get your ass back in studio. <laughs> we, we miss you. Please. Buzz on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Kristen and I agree on two things, and two things only. <laughs> the first, we love us some wine. We do. Get a good old Savion Blanc. A little Savion Blanc. The second, Henry Cavill is fine as hell. <laughs> That's hard to argue with. It is. He's he's literally Superman. And this was before Sir. I fell in love with that man when he was on the Tudors, Sir Brandon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Knowing he was on that show, this news is going to surprise you because he's letting down straight women and gay men everywhere. But before we get into that, I have to clean up some things from the last buzz because I'm not (laughs) bad at my job. I'm just a really good tease. (laughs) (laughs) Say that. (laughs) So DoorDash is doing this contest instead of doing a Super Bowl ad, and they're giving one person all of the things that are featured in other Super Bowl ads. So there's like a BMW, there's an unreleased Volkswagen, there's a Kia, there's a fromage boy from Etsy and it's way less than a Super Bowl ad. As we said earlier, this is such an innovative and fantastic, genius idea from DoorDash who can't afford um, having an ad on the Super Bowl, which is $7 million for 30 seconds, or maybe they can. But this is certainly a better way to get promotion without actually running a commercial. 100%. I've been adding up all the costs. I'm not done yet because they keep adding things to the list. I feel like a hamster on a treadmill. <laughs> but right now I'm at like over $100,000, which seems so cheap considering that uh, a Super Bowl ad would be $7 million for 30 seconds. I would think just the BMW itself is over as close to $100,000. Oh, yeah. It yeah. starts at $85,000, and then everything else is like $10. It's like a cheese board from Etsy. (laughs) Uh, One more thing I want to get into is we're celebrating Black History Month, and I want to give you your Black Entertainment History Fun Fact of the Day. Found out this little tidbit about Bill Cosby, which shocked me. Hold hold on. I think you went too fast through that. Wasn't the assignment, or maybe I missed it? You were going to tell us how they they win it. Yeah, how we win. She's not bad at her job. She's just a good team. I'm just a really good team. Tease it again. At at some point, you got to pay off. After the Super Bowl, she will tell us how you could have won. After I win, then I'll tell you all how you can win. It's door dash and then not the word dash, but the actual dash, dash all dash the dash ads dot com. Okay. They don't want anybody to win. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's going there. So, so many dashes. Anyway, back to the history fun fact. Um, I'm a Gen Zer, so I grew up on Bill Cosby, and I had no idea that he made for history as the first black actor to have a leading role in a TV series. This was for a show called I Spy. It was a one-hour drama adventure, and it got him three Emmys from 1966 to 1968. Okay, now that I've teased you enough about Henry Cavill, which <laughs> wish Henry Cavill would tease us some more, but he says that he wants you to imagine him having sex but not actually watch it on TV. He says that he hates doing sex scenes in films. He said that he doesn't want to strip down in any of his upcoming projects. He says, I don't understand them. I'm not a fan. There are circumstances where a sex scene actually is beneficial to a movie rather than just the audience, but I think sometimes they're overused these days. Anybody that mm-hmm. he's going to star with in a movie hates that he came out with Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want to do that. I need that scene. I want that scene. And especially after seeing him in The Tudors, I'm like, what? Well, down on that set that made him feel that way. I know, right? All right, for more stories, head to the Burt Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. Get it? The Burt Show. Keanu Reeves, for me, is the only one that's gotten it right. I saw a TikTok with him a while ago. He said that he's at an age now where if he's in a conversation with somebody and they say one in one is three, he says, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Don't even argue. He doesn't take it personally. Doesn't try to correct them. Doesn't even say to them, you're wrong. He just says, that's cool. You can't argue with stupid. No, you cannot. (laughs)
<laughs> it's a weird time to throw it to you, Cassie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know that's a weird. <laughs> My husband and I are not seeing eye to eye on some marital communication things. And I think it, it works no matter what relationship you're in. It must be so intimidating for him to be married to you with all that intelligence. And he's a smart dude also, but you're not Cassie smart. He might be smarter than really? me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Can we do like an on-air like intelligence quiz or some kind of test to see actually which one is smarter in your relationship. Like a Burt I, Show Jeopardy. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he has random trivia. He just knows a lot of stuff about like quantum mechanics. Like he was in a Wikipedia article talking about quantum immortality. Damn, you guys are a sexy couple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the bedroom talk is just oh, phenomenal. <laughs> anyway, um, talking about different types of black holes. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, yo. Always bring it. Count on Kristen to bring it back to Earth. <laughs> I think it's safe to say I'm not quoted in any Wikipedia pages. Um, so he and I, you know, we have shared duties at home like you do when you have kids. Right now I'm working full time. He is he has a consultancy, so he works part time and he's primarily the caregiver for our two young children who are two and four. And he's overseeing some uh, work we're having done on the house as well. Just to give put it all out there. I like to communicate in person. It works for both of us. We have a family calendar up. But when it's a really important decision that I'm thinking of doing, like something with financials or whatever, I will email it to him with links for him to research on his own timeline and also so I don't forget. Mm -hmm. It's in writing. It can be referred back to later. I can follow up as needed. I don't have to remember all the details. I've got too much on my mental plate to keep that in mind. He says, one day I said, Nicely, not petty. I know I can be petty and a little passive aggressive. I just said, hey, are you getting my emails? You're not responding to them. And it had been something like nine emails at this point over the course of several days. Again, his own timeline. It's totally fine. But I am checking in. And he's like, yeah, I haven't had time to respond to them. And I said, okay, that's cool. And he goes, why don't you just talk to me about them hmm. in person like a normal person? Oh, oh. Hey. And I was like, all right, your communication style preferences have been noted. <laughs> but I said, I can't. I have too much on my mental plate right now. I'm dealing with too much. This is my way of respecting you. I want to make sure you are included in these decisions and aware of what I'm thinking. And I value your, your opinion. I literally cannot hold this in my head. It's so easy for you to respond to an email whenever you can. And he said, well, we should talk about this stuff in person. And I said, Ex that is fine with me, but the ball's in your court because I sent the email. So yep. now you need to bring it up in person. And we are not seeing eye to eye on this at all. And I just need outsider perspectives to say, like, either I'm being too irrational in lockdown or he is like, I don't know what the right answer is. I just see one flaw in your argument. One small mm -hmm. flaw. So you said you send these emails to him and you send him the links and you even write in there, look, it's on your timeline when you go ahead and you do the homework on it, right? Well, I've done, mo yes, yeah, I've okay. done most of the homework. I just want him to either approve the decision I've made or not. Okay, so what I'm focusing on is you taking the stress, alleviating the stress from him about making a decision quickly. You have openly said this is on your timeline. And then you circle back with him and you're like, hey, just want to make sure you got those emails, which really is a signal to him that it's really not on his timeline, that you are pressuring him for a timeline now, even though you've already communicated, get to it when you get to it.
I think there's a compromise here. I, I really do, because I understand wanting things in writing, and I understand the heaviness of the mental load and wanting to check things off of your to-do list, and if it's just sitting there staring at you, like, you just, this can easily be taken care of. Let's get it done so it's it's gone and it's off my plate. So you sent the email, and it is now, the ball is in his court, and he needs to yay, nay, whatever, respond. In the email, you need to put, I need to know by X date, X time. I I that I like that for me. That will not go over well. Can you suggest it in a less harsh way? Because when she says, I need this, now it's a deadline. Can you say something like, can we agree that we'll have we'll follow up on this conversation on March fourth? I think I think he would be open to that. For me, it's more like every that's one more thing I have to remember. Yeah. Now I have to remember. And I'm not trying to put it on his plate either, like by sending the email. It's just he's very communicative over text during the day. And I just need to know that he's seen the email at the very least. So when I said, have you seen them? It was like over the course of two weeks. It was like nine emails. And so I don't know how to handle it, honestly, because both of us are just slammed. But I will forget. And I just can't I can't. I have to write it and get it out the the door or else we won't have these conversations. No, it makes total sense because then having that deadline now adds something else to your Mm to-do list Mm -hmm. and that's to check back on that email for that deadline if he doesn't get back to you. And to his plate. Mm -hmm. And now I'm managing him and I don't want to be like that. Abby, someday if you ever get into a relationship, how will you handle this? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) At this rate, I'm not getting into a relationship anytime soon because I've been ordered to stay away from men and the longer I stay in it, the more I realize, ah, this is really nice that I don't have Mm -hmm. to deal with this. Can I be honest? My first thought was, wow, a deadline sounds like a really good idea because anytime I get an email or an assignment, I go, okay, well, there's a consequence if it doesn't get done by this time. Because sometimes you put things out into the ether, like you get an email, it's kind of like, oh, I'll get to that in a certain you know amount of days. And then you forget about it. So I would maybe, I would maybe get a little playful in the email and, and kind of say, hey, like, can, can we get it done by X, Y, and Z? And then maybe, you know, a little something, something after his award. I don't oh, know. You're dangle a little something, <laughs> dangle, something dangle, after dangle, something, okay. something. Hey, baby, we got to update our wills. Can we pick <laughs> a custodian for our children? Wink, wink. <laughs> In case we both die. Hey, know his currency. That's his currency. That'll work for me. True. Which reminds me, Bart, I need to get on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would need the deadline. I'm, I'm certainly like that kind of communicator. If you left it open for me, then to me, it's, it, I just wouldn't in my mind, put in like a rush to get this done type of thing, I I would have to have the deadline. And then that's what would encourage me to get it done. To have your back though, she sent the email. That is deadline enough. Like, why don't you just read it and respond to it? Because she put specifically in the email, look, this is on your your timetable. Well, yeah, I'm not pressuring him. I didn't write Mm. that, but I just leave it open-ended. But what if, see, and I feel like this route would be passive aggressive, but this is what I would want to do. So I'd be like, hey, looking at opening this new investment account I'm here in two weeks, let me know your thoughts. And then if he doesn't say anything, just doing it mm-hmm. and being Absolutely. like, yeah. Absolutely. being like, I invited you to the table. You decided not to participate. I gave you a timeline, so I figured you were okay with it. But that just feels so passive aggressive. I think you got to do that one time, yeah. and then it's going to be a big ass blow up. But at least you set the tone. And you're like <laughs> training them, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> or divorce them. Just right now. Oh, like yeah. Today. yeah. Well, I'll that's wait a deadline. <laughs> Listen, changing your will is expensive, so I'm going to have to save up for that. It's the Bird Show. Get it, the Bird Show.